Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Uh, I would say stick to answering one problem with your video. No one's going to be helped by having 12 different ideas in that video. So yeah, stick to one topic. Make that the solution that you're going to present. And keep your promise that you make again, with the thumbnail, title, description, those kind of introductory pieces so that they are going to get the things that you say. Regardless of how many sections you put in there, you want to have one controlling idea, or at least that sort of flows through them. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the Visual Lounge. We're so glad you can be with us. We've got Justin and Andy, Matt today. We're all here. We're going to be talking about parts of the video that you need. So if you're thinking about structuring your videos, what do you, do you need an intro? Do you need an outro? Do you need certain sections in the middle? So let's dive right in. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Be here. It feels like we haven't talked in a while because of our recording schedule, but I'm so glad that we get to talk about this particular topic because I've been thinking a lot of, we just did a visual lounge episode about templating. And I think this falls right in line with thinking about if you're building templates, what do you need to put in your video? And let's, let's start at the beginning because I think there's a, a notion out there. Do you need an introduction section of your video or not? Any thoughts? I would even... I would even say not just do you need an introduction, but what is an introduction, right? So like um, a good introduction, maybe even I'll specify that because there's an introduction that could be, hi, my name's Andy Owen. I've been making videos for 20, no one cares. Like we can we can try that. But if if they're here on YouTube, for example, and, and they want to learn how to do a thing and I sit there, you know, expositing for a while on like who I am and what I do. And yes, people want to know that they're listening to an expert, but that's what lower thirds are for. Hi, I'm Andy Owen. I work in this like I don't need to go into that explanation. So the intro should be, hey, today I'm going to teach you about X, Y and Z. Right. Um, it should be very quickly. Here's the knowledge I'm hoping to share with you. Stick around. And then if you want to do like an actual animated title intro, you know, that should come come later. And I think we've talked about this internally a lot. It's it's that hook, right? You want people to watch your video and immediately feel like, yep, I'm in the right place. This is what I wanted to learn. Well, then I want to go back and let's restart this video because <laughs> that's not what we did today. This is different. Well, we're no, just well, talking. <laughs> let, let, I'm going to get one of these. Uh, let's talk about it then. Because so for because somebody's going to be saying like, oh, you guys didn't do what you just said. Well, sure. so let's let's talk, because I think there are times when you're I think you're 99 percent of the time. I think you're right, Andy. But let's talk about when does it make sense? Are there times it is OK to introduce yourself or do these other things? Justin, do you have any thoughts particularly about that or Andy? Yeah, I mean, for me, it comes down a lot to. Like we, I mean, I feel like this is a broken record depending on <laughs> what we've said, but like it comes down to the intent and who that audience is. So if it's internal video and everybody knows who I am, there's no reason for me to say, hey, this is Justin, unless it's maybe to the company and you're trying to, and trying to frame yourself up into who you are and why you're talking about the thing you're doing. But if it's just to, 
you know, a group of people that, you know, makes no sense to introduce yourself. Um, on the flip side, if you are speaking or making a video to a bunch of people who, uh, you don't know, and the context makes sense for you to present yourself in a way to where, you know, you've got to talk about who you are and who you work for and why you're even there. You know, I'm thinking maybe like a video presentation or something like that. That could make sense. Um, but if you're doing a YouTube video or something, or maybe even a training, um, it might not make sense in that instance to have to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm finding, I, so I've been doing a lot of, uh, pre-recorded presentations for events, conferences, right? Because we're not, we're not getting together face to face. And I do find that it, it's not the first thing I say, but I do find that having that introduction is is important. Like you said, like I'm establishing a few key criteria. I'm not going on for minutes and minutes, but like, who am I? What's my expertise? Why, why, why should they listen to me for this next time? Why should they invest that time with me? So I do think it's important. Um, and I, I, I do think there's value in terms of building relationship, right? Like, Hey, you know, you go to, you know, your favorite talk show and you, you want to know the host, right? And that, in, in, but we're building that because we're not famous. We're not people who everyone's just going to know. So sure. I do think there's value, but, but Andy, I agree. I want to go back and just, again, state, I agree. Like jump into the content. Tell me what it's about. Right. Don't, don't give me your life story because I don't care. Well, I, I mean, I, I should amend that too, because I'm not saying don't introduce yourself. I'm saying that shouldn't be the intro. That shouldn't be the first thing you talk about. Mm -hmm. right? The first mm -hmm. thing is, man, we're so excited today. We're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. Then you've got your title animated intro potentially. And then we've got, you know, for, for our YouTube videos I'm doing, Hi, I'm Andy from TechSmith, where we help you show what you know, right? We've got the little like blurb. Um, when we were doing Aaron's series of videos for a while on YouTube, it was always, hi, I'm Aaron from TechSmith. Um, and everyone just got used to hearing Aaron from TechSmith. Um, and so I think there is that like, yes, you need to introduce yourself. You need to obviously um, state who you are. Um, but where does that go? And I think starting the video off with and maybe maybe we need to change up how we do this podcast i don't know but i i was just thinking in particular of terms of our videos are geared towards people who aren't familiar with our content now we have people who subscribe to our channel and like to see the videos regularly i i hope um but you know we're trying to answer questions that people are typing into google hey how do i record my screen well we want to be there with that answer but they may not know who we are so okay a quick hi i'm andy from techsmith where we help you show what you know shouldn't be the first thing they hear. It should be, I'm going to answer that question you just typed into the search bar. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think, I think it goes back to, um, you know, some other stuff that we've talked about in the past, but this idea that people are going to remember what they hear first. Um, and especially as you're talking about the front of your video, um, if they don't hear something that's going to keep them involved or interested, they're either going to skip past it or they're going to bail completely. So I think one of the things uh, I'll relate it to is sort of like a, a traditional maybe podcast interview or interview uh, for um, even a video where the first chunk of it is talking about, you know, that person's career and what they do and why they do it. Um, and I'll be honest, every time I listen to a podcast where they start that way, I, I skip at least to halfway through the interview so I can just get yeah. to it because I'm interested in the meat. Well, and you trust that if someone had a guest on their podcast, that the person is a subject matter expert and they're probably going to talk about yeah. something worth hearing. So, and again, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it, you don't say those things, but maybe it's just reversed. I think there's the opportunity, again, depending on the video, maybe you 
pause that just a sentence maybe depending on the other video you pause that and you talk about yourself at the end and you say okay you can find me here this is where i'm at if you're interested in learning more um i think that can kind of be a more natural state of introduction um is actually to maybe do it at the outro after you've given me a bunch of good valuable content um to figure right. out how i can continue to learn more from you yeah yeah. So that's that's really good. So we we've established kind of the role of the introduction, but let's let's look at some of the other pieces here because I think I mean like the intro is Andy what six to ten seconds of of a video maybe. Yeah, it uh, should it's, be. It's not long. So like, what are the other pieces or parts that you should you should be considering? Now, Justin, I think you just mentioned the outro, so maybe we jump to the end and and let's talk about that a little bit. What role like? Mm -hmm. Do you need an outro? What is the outro? It sounds like one, we could use it for kind of how do you contact me? Kind of that maybe the bio information about the person kind of there's a little bit about their story, but what else should be included in an outro if there's anything? I always like a good summary. I don't think that we always necessarily have to have a summary. We just went through the video, but like at least, you know, maybe it's it's it initially uh gets people kind of wrapped around the fact that this is the end, the end's coming up. The only thing you want to be careful about though, if I do a summary, if I say, okay, so remember, you know, number one, you're going to do this. Number two, you're going to do this. And then number three, boom, you've got your final product. If I start doing a summary, people's initial reaction is click away. Like they're done. They're done watching you. So if you want that contact information, maybe it should be, and there you go. Now we've taught you how to do this. If you want any more videos or you want more content, make sure to subscribe, follow our newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but if you, if you too quickly, go back and revisit the thoughts. They know you're done. You've, you're not adding any more value to their uh, to their process. So real quick, you want to get that extra information that you want, whether it's a call to action, download our product, sign up for our newsletter, or even just the next videos, uh, you want them to move on. And in our YouTube series, for example, we try to make sure to leave about 20 seconds of graphic card on the end of the screen so that people have other options to click away to. Because otherwise, YouTube's going to suggest their own content for people to watch off of our channel, which is fine if it's something that people actually want, but we like to suggest things. So like if I did a video about, you know, how to make a, a lower third, then I'll try and find a tutorial that might talk about animating shapes, you know, from Camtasia, because mm -hmm. that's a related topic. And then I'll do another card that's like uh, another video that Andy's face is on. So so there's a related speaker. Um, so, so for me, an outro is, you know, quickly get that call to action in there. Uh, and then show them what more content they could watch from you. Again, this is specific to YouTube. So I guess if we're talking just outros, you may want to do some kind of continuous outro that looks like your intro, right? So we've got like similar graphics. We've got similar uh, brand continuity, uh, things like that. Can I can I share a quick story here? Because I think one of the things I'm taking as I'm listening to Andy is it's about that signaling the intent of like what mm -hmm. what they expect, right? Like, uh, oh, they I know they're done. I can I can like every time I get to the end of a particular podcast I listen to, you know, they're thanking the the producer. They're doing X, Y, and Z. Join us next time, which is great. I, like I appreciate the work that producers done, but I don't need to listen to it every time. So we mm -hmm. made a video for TechSmith. This is a number of years ago, and I've told the story in other places. So if anyone's heard it before, they can skip ahead. But we made a, <laughs> it was a marketing video and we decided to make this marketing video. And I think Justin and Andy, you've probably both seen it in the stylings of the TV show 24. It was like this action thriller and it's got like people running. We got this part where the briefcase opens and like there's, we use dry ice. It was super fun. Like it's like, it's like around this SD card and it was all about removing green screen. And one of the signals 
that happened in that video that were done, and I'm putting air quotes here, was that people applauded. There was a presentation, like gotta get to this information to the presentation really quick. But in a conference room, people started to applaud and our view rate, the actual view, you mm. can see this dramatic drop. People stopped watching the video. That, and I know the timing on this. It was 37, around 37 seconds, 39 <laughs> seconds. The video was 51 seconds long. Guess where the, the message was to, that this is about Camtasia? No. Was at <laughs> the end of the video. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I think, so to your point, Andy, right? Like people are going to pick up on those cues and, and inadvertently we might put ending cues. Like this is mm -hmm. over. Why should yep. I watch the last 12 seconds of video? If, if people are applauding and it's done. Well, for us, it was like, well, there's a little small other conclusion on the video and the fact that we can tell you that you can do this green th screen thing in Camtasia. But for everyone watching, like cool story, bro. <laughs> like it was awful. We had put money on this advertisement. It had gotten oh. hundreds of thousands of views and we realized, oh my gosh, people didn't get to the I, end. I wonder too, and maybe you guys can speak to this a little bit in terms of like those cues. How does music play a role in that as you're winding down? Because I think sometimes that can mm. play a role too when you're, as soon as you hear that music dip in or maybe out, maybe your, your mind sort of, subconsciously goes to like, okay, we're, we're wrapping up here. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, so we want to get real meta. We do that on this podcast, right? We have the music come in at the beginning, you know, things have started. And right at the end, when we've released our final thoughts, the music pumps <laughs> back in. So like not, not to get so overly meta, but that's what we do intentionally is, you know, music throughout a podcast is too long, but a short video, you know, the ones we're putting on YouTube, we have music throughout the entire thing. So it's not until that music pumps up. And I think it's, I think it's after I'm done speaking. I don't think it goes over me completely that's, that the volume. That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering is if we're not, if we're intentionally doing that, probably, you know, maybe we can do something right with this podcast, right? So um, <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not pumping that in as we're sort of yeah. given our, our last takes or our, our last sort of um, ending on this. Because if it did, it might signal in that, you know, per, or listener's brain to say, all right, they're, they're wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. And there could be other signals in there too, but I just, I've seen that a lot in videos where, um, you know, they might have one final thing to Matt's point. They might have one final thing they're trying to say at the end, but they've already kicked up the music and the, it's, it's, um, it, it's on its way to being done, but they don't finish it because, you know, I thought you were done. I'm really anxious for you to finish so I can, I can say something. So here's, here's my thought on this, Justin. And I think for everybody listening, it's okay. It's okay to signal yeah. to your viewer that it's, there's done. In oh, fact, sure. Ways, yeah. It's, it's really desirable. Like, please, is this done yet? Oh my gosh. Are they going right. to just keep going mm -hmm. on? So I think there's this value, but it's about, did you get to the thing? Like, is it at a point where right. it's like, you know, if we're wrapping up and we're saying like, Hey, things that we're going to say every single time, like subscribe, review mm -hmm. like things that we'd ask like we want people of course to do those things but they're not key to the central message i think it's okay and you do want to signal people i do think you want to tell people like we're don't worry we're going to get to a conclusion because in in, in some state you're probably not looking at your device saying okay how right. much more time do i have is it almost done mm -hmm. um you know because you have other things you want to listen to you have other things you want to watch you have other family you want to spend time like whatever you're doing I think it's a, a useful cue to let people kind of like 
mentally say, yeah, okay, cool. We're wrapping up. I, I can either hang on or it doesn't matter if I go, but you want to make sure that, and just mm -hmm. to Andy's point about the, the end cards on YouTube, right? That 20 seconds of like, here's this stuff that we're going to present to you versus YouTube just presenting something. It's like, cool. We're going to let you know there's, there's we're going to hang out here for a little bit. There's stuff that's nothing super important is going to happen. And some people right. will just and let it play because it's easy, but otherwise, no. Maybe we can talk about the alternative too. And I see this a lot with not necessarily, you know, YouTube videos or even, but let's say like beginner level video or an, an internal video where it's just hard stop at the end. Like what are some little things that we can do to end a video in a better way than like just stop? Cause I think like, e even for me, like I tend to, maybe I'm fading out music and fading out the screen. Like, is that enough? Or do I need to like get an actual outro? Like, I, I wonder if we can get in the meat there and, and, and give some uh, folks tips on how to end their videos better. Man, threw us for a curveball with the internal video communication. Wow. Did you see that coming, Matt? <laughs> no, I didn't. But okay, so a couple <laughs> thoughts. First of all, um, I think internal, if we're talking internal videos, I think video length really matters. People are going to look at that and be like, ugh, another yeah. nine minute video. Are you kidding me? Nine minutes? Really? I'm already putting this on time and a half speed. I hope you know that. Yep. Um, so I think, <laughs> yeah. I think you have to be careful. 1,000%. Have to be careful because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to extend your video link longer. But I, I think you're, if you're ending on your kind of key takeaway, maybe there's something you should say at the end. Like, you know, thank the people for watching it. Or, hey, if you made it this far, I'm really excited that I hope you thought this was interesting. Give me feedback. You know, like, I think there's a, way, a million mm -hmm. ways to do it that you could, things that you could say that, you know, an action you want them to take or you're just yeah. appreciative. But I, I think internally, much more than externally, I'm okay with your hard stop. 100% I'm okay with it because you gave me the information. Now you're letting me just move on. You didn't, I, there's no, I don't, I don't feel like it's the same obligation as an external video where I kind of want to ease you out. In this case, boom, you got to the point you shared yep. out. We're good. But I, but I could be wrong. I, I think there's probably other thoughts on this. Yeah, I think I think there's still I mean, there's still that call to action. I think the call to action is obviously different. It may be something like, hey, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Thanks for watching. Like it can be it can be that simple. There's no subscribe. There's no, you know, stay tuned for more mm -hmm. videos. God, I hope there's no stay tuned for more videos. Like it's, <laughs> it's really just here's the information. You can click, you know, the link in the email if you want to find the slide deck. Uh, otherwise, reach out to me with questions. Again, though, I know you're wrapping it up. I'm I'm looking at my time and being like, okay, I can duck out of here at this point, and that's okay. If I don't need the information that was in, you know, the slide deck, I have to go find. It. Like if I'm if I'm good, I've got the information. I'm feeling confident. I can close out of that. Like Matt was saying, you know, we we were talking at one point like it's a negative thing that people might have these intent and these uh, reactions to our intent. Um, it's not. It's absolutely not. It's it's built into us now. It's you know almost psychological for us to be like, okay, I think I'm good here, uh, and move on from it. Right. So. Um, I, I think for internal videos, yeah, Matt, Matt said it, you've got the call to action potential, but man, a hard stop people will be grateful for. Well, I think that might be a good place for us to, to transition a little bit in terms of, um, cause I think those cues matter in the meat of the video as well. This is something we've been talking about a lot recently, Andy is like how to keep people watching and yeah. how to sort of get that mind refresh of, of. How do you know it's oh, yeah. not done or how do you, how do you signify to the viewer that there's more? Um, right. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that at all. I don't know about signifying necessarily that there's more, but I would say, um, 
I think one of the things we learned from uh, Bob Pike, who was generous enough to sit down with us for TechSmith Academy's uh, uh, series that we filmed out at TLDC a couple years ago, um, is we have to change up what we're watching. I mean, I, I have a feeling Matt already knew this very, you know, very much. Um, but Justin, like one of the things I think we were taking away from Bob's message even was like, people only have so much attention span that they're going to give you. And so if you want to keep that, then a talking head video, and I know we're a talking head video here. Hopefully most people are just listening though, right? Um, but a talking head video with no change, no interruption, no graphics, no angle cuts tends to let people kind of relax too much and, you know, stop focusing. Whereas if you were to change the cut and this doesn't need to be MTV, we're not changing every two seconds, you know, but, um, but if you change the angle, if you change the shot, if you show B roll, which we haven't really talked about much here, but is essentially anything that's not your interviewer's face, but footage kind of demonstrating what they're talking about, whether that's screen recording or camera footage. Um, that's something that will, you know, pull their attention back in. Now, now I've got something to look at. Now I've got something to focus on. Um, you know, maybe it's graphics and animation showing that process. So, uh, in the meat of the video now, and, and this isn't going to be true for all videos, you know, if you're doing like a screen recording tutorial, then showing what you're talking about is, even though it's the same thing for a little while, it's actually demonstrable, right? People are watching what they're learning and, and it's good content. It's, it's more that like, if they're listening to someone describe how to do a thing, but not actually getting to watch them do that thing that gets to be too monotonous for too long and they're going to fade out. So I want to uh, build on what Andy said, because I think he's absolutely right. And Bob Pike is, is brilliant in this kind of stuff. Um, there's a book called Brain Rules, uh, R-U-L-E-S. Um, uh, it's a neuroscientist. He's out of the University of Washington, I believe. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But one of the things he talked about in terms of lecture, you know, you think about le traditional lecture structure, right? 60 minutes in a classroom, he knew, and, and from some of the research that he was doing, he, he said like every 10 minutes, he has to reset his class. And the reset could be a variety of things. It could be a story. It could be an activity. It could be something that's going to draw the person in. Now, we're probably not making a lot of 60-minute videos. I, I hope not. Uh, six, I, you know, we talk about video length and 60 minutes wasn't on the radar. Um, <laughs> but, but be thinking about the things that we'll are going to do there. those resets for the brain, right? Like... Uh, and this is why I think, you know, gosh, television and movies have done this so, they've learned to do this so well. But that's why when, and, and this is an exercise, I'll challenge Andy and, and Justin to do. Andy's probably done it recently because uh, he's <laughs> such a film buff. Go watch whatever you're going to watch. I don't care, uh, reality TV, drama, comedy, and just count until, like, every time like something's on the screen, count until it changes. One, one thousand, two, yeah. one thousand, and and just see how rapidly it is. A couple of years ago, I did this with uh, an episode of Stranger Things, which you know Netflix drama, and it was like I was barely ever getting to two seconds before something moved or changed on the screen. And now we don't have to be that dramatic. I don't think we have to be every two seconds. We're not making Hollywood style films, but using those techniques using movement, using story, using other things to draw your audience in. I mean, even changing your voice a little bit. Mm -hmm. Gonna draw us yeah. in, right? Like we, I'm we, thinking, I was just gonna say, I'm thinking, you know, arrows on the screen, small, I mean, as basic as that might appear, um, if you're trying to point something out or maybe a box that, you know, or, um, a mask that comes on the screen, you know, that blocks out the, the rest of the stuff, but then highlights what you want to show. I think there's, 
little little things like that where you're not maybe changing a full cut that could potentially make a big impact in sort of that brain reset. Yeah, so I had to really enjoy the fact that what just happened right now when Matt's voice changed and he took a pause was Justin was like, yes, I got like, it. It is. It's it's how our brain shift. It wasn't interrupting. <laughs> it was like, oh, something's changed. Let me jump. Like, yeah. So, I mean, we, we need those pauses. I will also say that that uh, activity you're saying where like, go watch a show or movie. Don't do that with an action movie. You'll, your head will explode. <laughs> um, like, it's so much cutting. Uh, yeah, but it's it's very true. Even slower paced dramas, you'd be shocked how often they change the camera. We've just gotten used to this because it, you know, TV is second nature for so many of us that it, it feels like peripheral viewing. Like we're just, oh, we're just looking out the corner of our eye this way and this way. And I don't know, it's it's become second nature to not even notice those cuts. Well, so other, here, oh, real quick. One other thing I'll say that I think is really important here is that because we're not living in that world, we're making a lot of instructional videos, documentation type videos. The most important thing I think I'm going to say this, I, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put a line in the sand here and say, I think one of the oh, most man. important things is it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's got to be relevant to your mm -hmm. audience and you've got to have sold it that way, right? Like I'm not saying you have to sell anything, but sell like your title, description, thumbnail, all that stuff leads up to say, this is the thing. And that's what you're talking about. Nothing else. If we start talking yep. about cat videos today, Someone probably be happy, but probably people like, well, that's not what they said this episode was about. <laughs> right. right. So I think uh, that's the <laughs> most important thing. Yeah, absolutely true. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, we're talking about we've sort of broken down intro, outro, and then came back to the middle. Is that sort of what you guys would say is the most basic level at which we could create a video? Are there any other pieces, any other sections as we're going through and trying to make a video uh, that I should think about? Or um, is it just sort of starting to layer on top of that, right? Like you're layering on maybe some B-roll or some of those other effects um, on top no, of I, those things. I think there's definitely more. Um, I mean, again, we're not well, talking about Hollywood me. What do we got? <laughs> we're not talking Hollywood productions, so I don't need like, you know, the, the crescendo of the problem. But we do need, in my mind, we need problem solution, right? There has to be... Um, what what is the problem that I'm sorry, Matt? You're you're like almost, I'm sorry. It was amazing. <laughs> um, sorry for those who are just listening, but uh, it was a great visual. Um, no, for for uh, uh, the problem solution has to be what is the pain point that people that, that got people here in the first place, right? So we talk about the intro. We're going to solve this problem X, Y, and Z uh, in this video. Stay tuned after the break, and then you come back and you're hi, I'm so and so. Have you ever had this problem and you just don't know how to solve it? You know, you're, you're making a video and you export it, but it gives you this weird error and you don't like whatever. You should be empathizing or empathy. Yeah. For some reason, that word just didn't sound right in my head right then. But you should be empathizing with the viewer's pain point. Yeah. Um, and, and so now we're moving on to the solution. OK, we're going to show you how to solve that problem. So, again, I'm talking pretty, pretty much like tutorials here. But in any kind of video where we're, we're helping someone solve a problem or showing someone how to do some something, um, we need to show them that we've experienced that problem and we know how to help them get through it. No, I, I think that's super smart. And it brings me to even the idea I think of um, for like an internal video, we were talking about those earlier and I threw you a nice curveball. but I think for an internal video, they would be so much better if they followed some sort of story arc. I think a lot of times when, when you see an internal video or even when I share one out, 
it takes a long time or you're not clear on what the problem is that you're trying to solve mm -hmm. or what you're trying to get across or what the solution might be. So I think even following that little story arc of, you know, uh, you've got this problem. Here's how we think we can solve it. Here's what success might look like. Here's what failure might look like if we don't do it, you know, sort of setting those stakes for, especially if you're trying to, you know, share out information that could really change or move a business in a lot of ways. I think having that story arc sets up really helps you define what you're trying to get across. Um, and again, it, it doesn't necessarily fit like the intro outro, but you can fit those pieces in. Maybe your intro, you're going to talk about the problem. The, the meat of it's going to talk about sort of the main solution and the back end is going to talk about what success or failure looks like. It, it could kind of fit in that way. Well, I love that because I think, you know, you look at look at all the different stories that are out there and how many of them just basically follow the same pattern but with different elements, right? So you can be super creative, but mm -hmm. you can also then start mixing those up a little bit. Like, well, what if I tell you what the answer is so that I can get to you to the problem, right? Like there's ways you can you can do this. Yeah, and totally. It makes, it makes me think of um, there's a great another great author, uh, Nancy Duarte. Uh, she was actually someone we interviewed a long, long, long time ago when we had a, a live stream called The Forge. She wrote, has written several books. One of them is called Resonate. And Resonate is this, uh, it's a great read. But one of the things she does in that, she did research and she looked at some, uh, several different famous speeches and kind of the patterns that they followed in terms of like story arc. And, you know, like uh, Martin Luther King's I Had a Dream and the Steve Jobs, the, uh, the initial iPhone launch, right? And one of the things that she's found is that they follow some very similar patterns in terms of this kind of like, what's true today? Then they'd go to what what could be. And then go, what's true today? What could be? What's true today? And then they come to this kind of uh, this peak of like the new state, right? Like, oh, so now you got the iPhone or, or, or whatever it might be. And I think mm -hmm. there's patterns out there that we just need to look at and say, like, if we want to make a more interesting internal video that's going to do the thing we wanted to do. Cause why are we sharing that internal video? Right? Like what's the point? It's, is it just information delivery? Like I just need to, I'm covering my butt. So I need to tell people what this is, or is it, we're actually trying to convey valuable information, but you right. can think about these different patterns and pull in pieces and follow those, um, that can make it more interesting. Right? Like in, in some ways, I think everything we, we do as, as video creators, we probably need to step back and say, if you want to do this really, really compellingly, What's a compelling story that you can relate it to? What's a con mm -hmm. compelling pattern that you can fit this in rather than just saying, here's the information, which, you know, right. is, is classic of every, every meeting I've ever been in is like, Hey, we're going to get around the table and here's the information, but that's not really compelling. It's just like, well, here's the information. I know I need, I'm a, an adult that needs to be responsible for that. So I keep my job, but it's not compelling for me enough to necessarily want to watch that as a video. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think don't I was if... going to relate. Oh, sorry. Nope, <laughs> I, ahead, didn't, I didn't think I was going to relate this necessarily to internal videos, but like I do think there is something about like Hollywood films that we can to a point like you were talking about Steve Jobs speech, MLK's speech, you know, any speech that has that here's how things are, here's how we're hoping to make things going forward and here's what we're doing to bridge the gap um brings in two elements of good storytelling which is desire and conflict. Right. Mm -hmm. So desire is I want to make this thing. I want this to happen. I really want this goal to be achieved. Conflict is what's stopping you from having that happen. And we need to be able to bridge that gap with the video that we're you know, putting out there. So hopefully if it's an internal share out, the desire is where we want the company to be, what we want to be true. Conflict is 
the technology doesn't exist yet. How are we going to make this happen? And the bridging that gap is, well, we're really excited to share this new idea that we have and this team that we're forming. And, and suddenly now people are like, oh my gosh, I was on board with that desire. I'm bummed about that conflict, but this is exciting because we're going to solve this problem. Yeah, I love it. Well, gentlemen, one of the things that I just want to mention is our time has flown by, and I think we've probably got about 12 more episodes that we could do on this because I think we just started scratching the surface, which is, you know, look, we, we limit the time. It's a self-imposed limit, but I think we stick to it. So let's wrap yeah. things up. Uh, we're going to go into our final take today because, hey, talking about intros, segments, outros, this is what we do here on, on this part of the Visual Lounge. We're going to have our final take. So... Uh, let's see. How do we want to do order today? Should we rock, paper? No, let's just, uh, uh, Justin, let's have you go and then, uh, Andy, and then I'll, I'll wrap things up for us. So mm -hmm. Justin. Yeah. I think when we're talking about the different sections of a video, um, I think regardless of how many sections you put in there, you want to have one controlling idea, or at least that sort of flows through them. Um, and then you want to get to it quickly, uh, in your intro. Awesome. Andy. If you're trying to help somebody with your video, then no one's going to be helped by having 12 different ideas in that video. So yeah, stick to one topic, make that the solution that you're going to present uh, and, and go from there. But if you're trying to answer 12 different problems, then your video is not very focused. So you won't be able to introduce it very well at the beginning. And at the end, I think the summary is going to be a bit crazy. So uh, I would say stick to answering one problem with your video. Awesome. And for my final take, I'm just going to say, I think the, the real benefit here is it, it doesn't matter the structure. You can have a million different structures, but you want to keep things flowing and you want to, as already been said, keep it focused, uh, but keep things changing up. Your audience attention is not unlimited. It is also not the span of a goldfish. So, but give people a reason to pay attention and keep your promise that you make again with the thumbnail title description, those kind of introductory pieces so that they are going to get the things that you say, because that's really the promise that you've made. And if it's not there, they're going to drop regardless of how good your storytelling is. Well, that will wrap up this episode. Thanks again for everybody who has listened to us. This is the part the music plays. You can probably just turn off the <laughs> podcast or the video Here's right the now. Cue. But we want to thank Andy and Justin for joining me as always. And we want to just remind you that if you like the podcast, go out and rate it. If you like the video, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Do all those things because that helps us know we're on the right track for making good content. So thanks, everybody. Let's see if anyone stuck around this long. Wait for it. <laughs>